Welcome to Salt Company. <laughs> Listen, the first thing you said was, hey, don't screw this don't up. Screw this up. <laughs> Guys, welcome to our Facebook Live. We're excited to see who's going to tune in. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Okay, the Salt Company just went live. Here we go. Austin, where are we? Dude, we are in... Uh, we're in my basement. Oh yeah, we gotta make sure the audio is muted on his computer. We are figuring this out. Bella Diaz, what is up? We see you. So yeah, we're in my basement. This is this is kind of fun. So we, not knowing any of this was gonna happen, literally just renovated this room. Faith, Julia, welcome guys. Sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> no, this is did. exciting for us. This room used to be disgusting three days ago. That's all I was trying to say, so. Who else is on here? Mary Mendez, Bella. Bella, welcome all the way from Detroit. <laughs> oh, we miss you guys too. Gas, Maya. Guys, why don't you do this? Why don't you comment where you're watching from? We'd love to see uh, if you're at home, uh, if you're in the dorms at Michigan State. Go ahead and give us some interaction. Hey, just so you know, so Austin and I are sitting here. Uh, we've got uh, Drake Daniels in the corner here. Woo. Uh, he's going to reply to some of your questions and comments on there. Uh, we're going to have a good time uh, tonight. So, who have else? You, is have on? you ever seen like? Uh, I feel like it's kind of like college game day football. You know, like where they got the on desk. Saturdays. You know, Lee Corso and those guys, and then they got Bear off camera because he's just like, he's just kind of like, do you really the want Bear guy. on camera? You know, do we really want Drake. That's on Drake Daniels. But he's the he's know. the mind. He's the you know good input. We so. love Drake. The logical mind right there. Hint is in her dorm room, Bella. Jace, welcome, Courtney. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're actually probably going to get started in a few minutes. We're going to give people some time to log on, uh, and then we'll jump into some announcements for what's all company doing. So, the 806. What is the 806? That's is that? Oh, because that's the area code of uh, Lubbock, Texas, of all places where I used to live. I was Carmen, like, Amanda, guys, welcome all the way from home. Nice. Perry, Michigan. I don't know where Perry, Michigan is. Love it. Come on. Madison Hales, Aaron Kelly, Madison. Grace Guys, thanks for tuning in on a very weird Thursday night. Not your typical uh, saw company gathering, but we're thankful you guys are tuning in to, to hear some things uh, from hey, us. Hey, I just want to know, can somebody comment on this? How do you feel about the set here? I mean, we tried to make this look so... We've got to play it. Some books. What kind of books do we have here? We've got a nice little uh, East Lansing where our heart is, guys. Hey, don't mess it up. Come on. We spent some good time getting this going. Oh my! Oh my gosh, Zach, you're so cute. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. Watching with your cat. <laughs> hey, just so you know, I've trained my son. He's almost two. Anytime he sees a cat, he goes yuck. He thinks that's what cats say. Very professional, love the map. Thanks, Bella. Man, okay, well, we'll, we'll try to, you wanna jump in? To what That's we're up to do? Hey guys, here's what we're gonna do uh, tonight, okay? Uh, going on from here. We wanna give you all an update on what is happening in the salt company world, all things salt company. Uh, also, we wanna answer any questions you might have. So if you have questions about salt company that come from uh, what we say, or maybe we don't say, uh, go ahead and type it in the comments. Uh, Drake's going to give us uh, some cues if there's some questions. And then at the end, uh, we're going to answer some questions uh, at the end. Uh, and then we also want to speak an encouragement from God's Word uh, here tonight for you guys. Uh, so, Austin, the elephant in the room is this. 
Uh, why are we not having salt company? Why are we in your basement tonight on a Thursday night? If Thursdays are for salt company, what are we doing? Well, well, first of all, we are having salt company. That's right. Salt just, company. It online. just looks different. It just looks different. Um, so you know, yesterday you you obviously all know this. Michigan State made the decision um, to suspend all face-to-face -face teaching and meetings and. And actually, at that point yesterday, we, we started asking questions with people on campus. We, we still, at that point, had permission to gather uh, tonight on campus. But just being a part of the MSU community, like we really felt it was important to honor the leaders and their, their decision. And so we made the decision yesterday. Now, today, we found out um, that they would have canceled it. We're um, not allowed to gather on campus. Yeah, now we're officially not allowed, but we had made the, the, the decision before that. So that's that's why we're doing it this way. Yeah, yeah, excited. So so what's what's next for Salt Company going forward? Are we always going to do this? Uh, okay, for Thursday nights, here's what's going to happen. Uh, expect more of this, kind of. Okay, we're going to take it week by week. Uh, the campus won't let us gather. Uh, right now, the only date we have is April 20th, uh, which seems far out. Uh, and likely, we won't be able to gather uh, unless they lighten that, unless they call the students back to campus and say, hey, come back, uh, then maybe they'll let us gather. But for now, uh, expect more of this uh, in the basement uh, of Salt Company, uh, or of Austin's uh, house. Anyway, the basement of Salt Company, that has a ring to it. Okay, what about connection groups? So what are we gonna do for connection groups? Well, we are still going to have connection groups <coughs> each week. Uh, if you're in town uh, and can gather, uh, we've encouraged our leaders to actually uh, gather and then for the ones who are out of town uh, we're going to use Google Hangout uh, to pipe you in via video. Uh, our hope is even though you're out of town we're still going to gather as a connection group uh, and build community uh, through that. Uh, it's going to be slightly different but we're going to continue uh, to try to have uh, a family here in uh, Michigan State community. And, and their connection group leaders will be, your, your connection group leaders are going to be communicating that with you or yeah. communicating with you. So yeah, that's good. Um, okay, Sundays, Austin. What are we gonna do uh, for Sundays at the Commerce Church? So most of you probably just got the email that we sent out to our entire church. Um, so today, a, a lot of things have happened. Um, last night, our governor um, really urged or encouraged um, that we cancel large gatherings. Um, and then today, East Lansing Public Schools um, they decided to um, to to cancel all uh, facility rentals, um, and that's gonna go through April uh, 13th, the end of their spring break. Noah's no is, no is in here telling telling us to acknowledge the, the noise fan. of the fan on the computer. So we're figuring this out as we go, people. So um, any, anyways, so because of that, uh, this Sunday, we're gonna be meeting very, similar, very similarly to this through the Commons Church's um, Facebook page, and it's really a lot of this is week by week. We're, we're trying to figure this out. Um, but for sure, that's what's happening this Sunday. And, and out of that, I know there's some questions there like, what about Baptism Sunday? What about, um, you know, for our community people, community connection groups, and some other plans that we have? We're going to answer those questions on Sunday morning. So we'll gather at the same time, 1030. Yeah, that's good. One way to keep connected uh, in what the Commons is doing is actually to sign up for something called the Take It Home email. Oh, yeah. We send out an email every Sunday. Uh, that has questions, it kind of goes through the sermon. So you can sign up for that uh, online at thecommonschurch.org to stay connected uh, in that way. So um, some, some I, I just have to point this out, Paige, Paige Barnes has acknowledged, I was wondering how long it was going to take for somebody to notice this perfect coffee mug. 
Carly picked this one out, and uh, look at that. Isn't that perfect? That's great. We've this been told it's an Instagram-worthy picture. Um, okay, next question uh, was about Baptism Night. Do you want to wait until Sunday to talk more about the Baptism Night? or? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Sunday. Okay, uh, great. Okay, Gospel 101. For all of you great people signed up for Drake and Carly's Gospel 101 course, we're actually going to continue having it Okay, on Sunday nights via Zoom call. or It's some sort of video software that we will send out a link to your email for you to continue learning about Gospel 101 from Drake and Carly. So you'll get an email about that. It's going to be a great time. They're in the room. They're so excited to keep Gospel no, 101 a over. thing. That's not over, though. Who else, that's not what who I else is excited that Gospel 101 Woo. is still going to be a thing? You my, talking about your my, wife? My, oh, my, my gosh. Wife. I just want, did y'all see that comment? Yeah. Do your homework. Gospel 101 is still a thing. Okay. Leadership applications. Okay. We are still going through our leadership process. Uh, so if you want to be a leader for a salt company, we would encourage you still apply. Okay, we're still going to be looking at those. We're still going to be interviewing people for your leadership. And this is an incredible way for you to help us reach Michigan State, grow yourself in your faith and other people in your faith. One of the greatest decisions of my life was being a leader in a college ministry uh, in Texas. And so sign up. Uh, we're not looking for perfect people. Uh, I've had a lot of people pull up the application, look at it, see all the stuff in it, and go, there's no way I can apply. They're not going to take me because of my sin. That's not true. Okay, We're not looking for perfection. Uh, we're looking for people who are the first to confess and the first to do something about it. And so apply. Encourage as many of you as possible to apply uh, and then go through the interview process. Uh, it's the greatest thing ever. Okay, last thing I want to say before we move on. Uh, from here is that we as a staff are here for you okay whether you're away or still in town uh, we're here to help and to love on you guys because we love you guys and want to care for you uh, so if you need a place to stay you need help moving uh, you need a FaceTime or a call if you're in town we'll take you to Blue Owl Coffee Shop whatever it is uh, we want to care for you guys and so please or foster or foster shout out Noah Shots anyways Guys, we love you guys. We want to be here for you. If there's anything you need, call us, text us, email us. Uh, we'd love to help. And so, okay, Drake, how's the live feed? Any new questions or anything? Live feed's going great. Only question was about uh, the commons um, connection groups, but I'm sure we'll get to that on Sunday. So. Yeah, we'll talk more about those on, on Sunday morning. Okay, here's what we're going to do now. Uh, we've been going through the book of James on Thursday nights, okay, every Thursday night, teaching through the book of James. And so we thought tonight uh, that we're not going to stop going through the book of James. And so if you have a Bible, go ahead and open it to James chapter 4. Okay, James chapter 4, and we're going to read through it. I want you to notice something about this text. James chapter 4, if I can get there. James 4, pull it up on your computer or phone. This, this is really weird, not talking to like an audience of people. Yeah, we're trying our best. It, it is new. Okay, this is the text. James 4, verse 13 to 17. This is what it says. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there, trade, and make a profit. Yet, you do, know, you do not know where tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. Okay, we did not plan 
for this text to be tonight's text, but how perfect is this text? How uh, awesome. It's Honestly, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a perfect text for tonight. I, I was thinking about this today, like, if you had asked us, you know, all the things that we would think in our first five, six months of starting a church, starting a, you know, college ministry, we would be walking through. There's a lot of things, you know, a year ago that would have gone through my mind. Worldwide pandemic is not one of them uh, at all. I mean, uh, uh, earlier today I was on the phone with um, another pastor. He is in uh, Kalamazoo and he and I actually, so we're part of the SALT network. You guys know that. We're also part of another network called the SEND network, which if you went to the conference, you know that as well. And um, so one of the things the SEND network does is they they put all of their church planters through a, a pretty, honestly, pretty rigorous assessment. Yeah, Zach had to go there. through it too. And uh, anyways, so me and this pastor in Kalamazoo, we went through it uh, uh, at the same time. And I we were talking on the phone today just about everything. And, and I was like, dude, what would you, what would you have done if like, two years ago when we were going through this assessment, they had said, hey, in your first six months, <laughs> there's gonna be this worldwide pandemic and it's just gonna like change everything. And I was like, man, I, I know what I would have said. I would have been like, forget 2020, <laughs> you know, let's go 2021. Um, this, is, this is crazy, but let's back out of that for a second. And the, the truth here is this, God is so good. And we see that in the fact that like this James series has been scheduled for a long time and mapped out for a long time. And this is the text tonight crazy. Crazy. that we hit on. And it hasn't just happened to us. What's been really cool. So every, oh, yeah. every other Thursday, all the lead pastors in our network have a video call. And actually yesterday, Drew Stevenson, who's the lead pastor of our church in Minneapolis, Salt City Church, he texted me just saying, dude, I'm praying for you. Cause you know, he'd heard MSU had, uh, you know, suspended classes. And, and he said, it's crazy. Right now we're walking through Genesis and we, um, just got to the part where there's this worldwide famine. And so they've just been like, as a church leading into this dwelling on the sovereignty of God. And then this morning, Mark Vance, which if you went to conference, you know who Mark is. Um, he leads Cornerstone church in Ames tonight, like, uh, in an, they're an hour behind us. So in an hour, uh, he's preaching at Salt Company in Ames and, and their schedule has already been laid out too. And they're on Romans eight tonight, uh, which is just nuts. Romans I mean, eight. Yeah. You got to read this. It's Romans eight. So here's the text that Iowa state salt company is teaching tonight. Mark Vance. It says this Romans eight, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Listen, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine some of you guys are going to be eating some ramen noodles for a long time. Or nakedness or dangerous sword, as it is written, we're being killed all the day long. We are more than conquerors through Jesus. Okay, that's the text that they're going through. How nothing possible could separate us from the love of Christ. And here it is tonight that we're going through James 4. So, yeah, and, and, the, and the point is this. You know, we're, we're not at, at all making light of the situation. What, what we want you to see is God is so good. And he knew a long time ago that this is what was going to happen and he knows what's going to happen in the future like the near future the stuff that we can't see and there's more that's going to happen here um but god knows what's up and, and so going back to this james for um uh, thir 13 he says come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit here here's what james is saying he's basically saying i need to speak to those of you who've already planned out where you want to get in life, 
and how you're going to get there. He, he's saying, all right, if that's you, like you're the one who's planned out where you want to go, how you're going to get there, then you absolutely need to listen. And, I, and so, I mean, I hope you'll lean in. Yeah, so basically, if you're a college student, okay, maybe you're type A, okay, you've got your five-year plan on your dorm wall, and you're following it to the step, or uh, maybe you're type B, okay, and your whole plan is in your head. All of you probably had the plan to go to Michigan State to get a certain degree, okay, to graduate, to get a job, hopefully to get married, to have kids. If that's you, if you've got that sort of plan, James is talking to you. Yeah, so let's, let's keep going. All right. So he says, verse 13, come now, you say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet, he says, verse 14, he says, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. This is such a powerful truth. Um, and honestly, it's a convicting truth. We, we don't know what's coming tomorrow. We don't know what's coming in five years. We don't know what's coming in 24 hours, what we've figured out in the past day. We don't know. You know, when we get on our phones after this, what new updates what's gonna you know uh, yeah, are, are you know are going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen in the next in the next hour, and I feel like this is a kind of a good moment to sit in this truth. Like, how, how many of you, you know, two days ago thought that you'd be you know back at home, or thought that this is what you'd be doing? You know, salt company online. Not, none of us thought this, um, and, and I, I feel like. I feel like this is a significant moment. I honestly, I don't really know how to do this online, um, you know, in person. Like, I can see you. I can see if you're leaning in, or already you're on Instagram, you know, checking stuff. But I, I want you to lean into this and and wrestle with this. The the emotions and the feelings that we have when we think about the uncertainty of tomorrow is really revealing of where we're at in our faith. And, and as we were talking about this earlier, I, I thought it'd be good to ask. I mean, Zach. What is, in the last few days, what's happened? Oh, man. What, what is the last few days exposed in your heart? Yeah. Um, well, at first when the news came out, I was in Foster. And everyone, the sense was not panic. It was like euphoria. I went outside and everyone's yelling, coronavirus, it's awesome. And at first it was like, oh, my gosh, this is wild. Uh, but then last night it started to sit in, like, no more salt company. All the students that we love are leaving town. and we, It was just spring break. And we haven't seen you guys in a while. So honestly, it started to hit us, uh, you know, that uh, it's out of our control. You know, all of this, salt company, Thursday nights, what God is doing is out of control. So it really revealed the question is uh, a lack of trust, uh, a lack of faith. You talk about being shaken up. I was, I felt really shaken mm-hmm. after, after the news. But uh, yeah, God's shown a lot in my heart. Mm-hmm. What about you? So you heard the news yesterday too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think when this first started to, I mean, we've known about this for a while, but when it really started to creep closer to home, <clears throat> there's a couple things. One is my initial thoughts were just super bummed. Um, you know, we've been anticipating the next few weeks um, just God is, it's been so fun. It is so fun to see what God is doing here in East Lansing at Michigan State in the Salt Company, in the Commons. And we've been anticipating these next few weeks coming out of spring break are going to be some sweet weeks, baptism night coming up. And I mean, I, I think coming into to yesterday, we have like nine people mm-hmm. that have gone through the process to be baptized, get ready to be baptized. The process, yeah, yeah, there's more in the process, which is just nuts. I mean, that that's just nuts and and so just bummed thinking oh my gosh like we're 
there's going to be changes to all that. And then the students going home, I was just so bummed. But then God really convicted my heart of, dude, have you not read scripture? And have you not considered history? Like, how often does God use crazy circumstances like this in the most unexpected ways for his glory? And so that's the first thing. Second thing, honestly, this was late last night. Um, I'm laying there in bed and, you know, you're reading the stories of, you know, people getting sick and being quarantined or people being exposed to people who are sick. And so now they're like having to be quarantined for, for two weeks, 14 days or whatever the time is. And honestly, my thought was, which my wife is apparently listening to this, so she's going to love this. But my thought was, man, like what if for some reason, you know, Leslie has to be quarantined. I have two kids. Like that means two weeks of like just me and the kids. And She's probably laughing right now poor because kids. she knows. Poor yeah, poor kids. <laughs> like, it was so stressful. And which don't ever like mull over important things late at night. That's the worst time to do it when you're laying in bed. But in all seriousness, the way we're processing exposes a lot about our faith. And we know there's a lot of different emotions going on right now in you. And I just want to ask, what is that? Like, what is it exposing about your heart, about your faith? You know, the the fear. What's the fear rooted in? What's the fear, you know, because of? I hope it'll wrestle, I hope that you'll wrestle with it. But as we were thinking through this today, it reminded us. I mean, this is a perfect moment to go back to the beginning of James, where this series started. James chapter one, uh, verse two. He says, "Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness." Some translations say perseverance, and let steadfastness or let perseverance have its full effect. In other words, don't try to stop it. Let it, says, let it have its full effect. Why? Because it's actually a good thing that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In other words, so that you can be more mature in your faith. And so it's interesting. This season not only is going to expose a lot about our hearts and a lot about our faith, but it's going to really grow our faith. And I know it's unsettling. I know maybe even scary, but I hope that you're encouraged by that truth. Um, but, But go back to verse 14. So... Verse 14 says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. I don't don't want to go too much into this because I plan to tease this out a little bit more on Sunday. But having a relationship with Jesus is is so much more than just having a belief. It's having a worldview. I don't know if you understand the difference, but a belief, it's it's almost like something that's compartmentalized. A worldview changes everything. Like imagine having some sunglasses on and it changes the the shade of what you see. We, we often refer to it as having a gospel lens. You know, when you have a relationship with Jesus, it's more than just this belief that's over here. It is a gospel lens that totally changes how you understand, how you view, how you interpret what you're experiencing, what's happening around you. And, and so, for the reason, Christians should respond differently to, going, to what's going on right now. Christians yeah, should respond differently. And I mean, yeah, yeah. we got the why, gospel why? lens on and things happen, but our hope is in Jesus, right? We have a hope in Jesus, but also we know that God's on his throne. So whatever happens, God can use for good. And so we, we take it all in like differently than a non-believer would, right? As Christians, we take it in with hope and knowing that God can use this in a, in a, in a big way, mm-hmm. uh, kind of different than what a non-believer would take it in. Yeah. And, and, so with what Zach just said, it's it's also it's understandable at least 
that non-Christians don't have that same response. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am bleeding in a little bit to Sunday, but I feel like there's, I feel like there's two camps, um, generally, of people. Either people who are like really scared right now, or people who aren't scared, but also don't really have compassion for those who are scared. And I want to just like suggest there's a third camp, and it's the gospel camp, and it's the camp of all right, as believers, we don't have to be afraid. Um, and we'll tease that out more on, on Sunday. But also, we have to recognize the opportunity that exists here to be the light in the midst of this darkness. And here's the other side. Some of you are believers, and you're like, dude, I am so scared right now. Like, I'm totally afraid. And and I want to challenge you to join us on Sunday because we're going we're gonna to talk about that too. Because that's real. And um, I, some of you, as we're talking about this, might be like, kind of, you know, hunching down, like covering your face because you're a believer and yet you're scared. And I don't want you to be discouraged by that. Um, and, and we'll talk about why on Sunday. So we, we could almost stop here and apply this in the sermon. Um, here's how we should apply this. Our hope is that this season will actually draw out in us a, a greater faith and trust in the Lord by two things here. One, helping us see more clearly than ever before that we don't know what tomorrow holds and also that we have no control over it. But two, we hope this draws draws out in us a greater faith um, and trust in the Lord by helping us see more clearly that God knows what's going on and he's in control of what, what's going on. So we could stop there, but James says some more good stuff, so let's, let's keep going. Um, the rest of verse 14. Let's read 13 and 14 together. So he says, Come now, <clears throat> you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. And then he asks this question. He says, what is your life? And this question, honestly, it's a, it's a massive question. I mean, oh, it's yeah. a question that like philosophers have been wrestling with for centuries. Oh, and every college student ever. Okay, what is God's will for my life? Like, where do I go? Where do I move? What major do I have? Who should I date? What is God's will for my life? It's a big question. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so I, I feel like if, if you wrestle with that at all, uh, you should lean in here. Because James, he answers it very clearly and also very, uh, very simply. So... Here we go. First thing he says, we're gonna. I'll show you where this is in the text, but let me just give it to you right now. First thing he says is, your life is a mist. Your life is a mist. So let's look at this. He goes on. He says, verse, verse 14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. And then he says, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Zach, I almost said James. Uh, reading James. Zach. What uh, what do you think of when you hear the word mist? Mist. Have you guys ever seen that movie, uh, The Mist? The scary movie. Have you guys seen that? Greg, have you seen that movie, The Mist? Never heard of it. Scary movie. Mm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. The Mist. Scary movie. So everybody should watch The Mist. Quarantine like, movie watch list. Has anybody seen that? Like thumbs up. Comment thumbs if you've down. seen it, and then also comment the movie people should watch on quarantine. Mine is The Mist. Okay, it's a good movie. If I don't, it actually might be. It's a scary movie, so hang on to it. Anyway, gosh, this is not an officially endorsed the mist that's what I think from the Salt Company. Zach and I have different tastes in movies. He he's always like, "Dude, you gotta see this movie." And then I'm like, I go watch the movie, and I'm like, "That was the worst movie, literally ever." He was every like, "Every Disney movie." He was like, every "Dude, Disney you gotta go hits. see Disney. You know, Disney this, Disney that." But then he's like, "Okay, for real, I know you don't like Disney." 
He's like, you gotta watch that three that documentary, Disney Imagineering or what's it called? Disney Plus, the Imagineering guys, big time. Leslie and I tried to watch it. I I couldn't get like. Mally fell asleep every time, but it's a good one. The Imagineering. Anyways, all right, Drake, what do you think of when you hear the word mist? Uh, I think of like at an amusement park when it's 105 degrees out, the fan going with the water. Where are you going to the amusement park at? Cedar Point. Cedar Point. It does not get 105 degrees in Ohio. So when I think of mist, here's what I think. I think of two things. One, I think of, believe it or not, I do iron my clothes. And uh, the little iron, it has a little mist button. You shoot it. And what happens when you see a mist or you spray a squirt bottle? What what happens? Like water sprays out and then disappears. The other thing I think of, Zach, you'll, you'll get this. People have watched the mist, by the way. Anyways, go ahead. What, what are we talking about? There's two mist movies. <laughs> no shots. Every night before bed. Okay, anyways. So I think of... Um, so I think of like ironing my clothes, squirt bottle with mist. I also think of so like when we like sometimes we get these opportunities to to teach it like a like a middle school high school event, and it's like this week long deal. And middle school students like have zero hygiene. By the end of the week, it, the room that you're in it just it just smells musty, but it's like covered up by Axe body spray. Uh, Axe you know, body spray. Yeah, like you know you know Axe body spray. So that's what I think of. I think of Axe Body Spray Squirt, which we were talking about this earlier. Drake, come on, be honest. That's all. Drake, you you're still using uh, you're still Axe using. Body? That is the only thing that I use. I use the Apollo 48. We, Brittany, you still using it? Is that a for real? <laughs> I just looked it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish we had a camera. We need to get, we need to be Next time, camera, camera on Drake. Okay, so anyways, so the first time I taught this, Zach, you're going to love this. Actually, Zach, were you there? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, okay. it. I've seen it. So the first time I taught this... Uh, I was like, I got this Axe body spray out. I got the cheap version, the Dollar General version, because it works better for this. And I was like, this is what mist looks like. And I spray it. And you need to get this picture in your mind, because this is the point James is trying to make. When you spray, you know, a squirt bottle or an Axe body spray can, and the mist comes out, what what happens? It, it appears, and just as quick as it appears, it disappears. And so I was trying to prove this point. I wanted to prove the point that our lives are a mist, but it doesn't stop there. The point I was trying to prove is, though our lives are a mist, our lives become really powerful when we allow God to take control. So here's what I did the illustration. Zach, what is God compared to all the time in the Bible? Bible trivia. Bible trivia question. God is compared to a rock, a refuge, um, a river maybe? I don't know. Oh what are you telling me? That's <laughs> not the answer. Drake, what? are you even like, paying attention? Oh, for sure. <laughs> He's over there Googling stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> Drake, lucky. We really need to get a camera on Drake. Uh-huh. What is God compared to often in the Bible? Um, man, Austin, I'm gonna need some help here. <laughs> He's fishing. Austin's fishing uh, for something. We're scared. What is bait. God He's compared to? The bait here. All the time, in the Bible. All okay. The time. Often. He's compared to often fire, or he he like makes. Fire. An appearance and fire. I mean, Moses, burning bush. How does, well, burning bush, I gave it away. Yeah, burning <laughs> bush. Uh, the answer is going to be fire every time. Mount Sinai. <laughs> God comes down in this consuming fire. Um, Mount Carmel. Uh, Elijah calls down fire. And then what happens in Acts chapter 2? Quiz. What happens in Acts chapter 2? Fire. False. No, for real though. Acts chapter 2. Holy Spirit significant. Um, <laughs> thanks, Bella. Very professional of the map. Um, 
was I trying to say? I got totally distracted by the comments. Oh yeah, Acts chapter two. The Holy Spirit comes, and when the Holy Spirit comes, something significant happens. It it says it looked like fire, tongues of fire rested on them, and that was significant to them because they knew the presence of God was often signified by fire. Another another way uh, he showed fire was you see this Exodus thirteen, Numbers thirteen as well. God led the people by a cloud of smoke during the day, a pillar of fire at night. Anyways, they knew Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit came down and settled as tongues of fire, it was a statement about who the Holy Spirit is, which is God. But the point is, scripture tells us that we all receive the Holy Spirit when we're believers. And and I was trying to prove this point, Acts body spray, going back to Acts body spray. I wanted to prove the point that our lives, even though they are a mist, become really powerful when we allow God to take control. So I took the Acts body spray, which is really flammable, by the way, if you didn't know that. And I took the lighter. And I lit the lighter, sprayed the body spray, basically made a blowtorch on stage. It really backfired, no pun intended, uh, because the next like week, all these middle school students are tweeting pictures at me, that Twitter was still cool at that point, tweeting these pictures at me of them at home, getting their mom's hair all sprayed, of you should do this. or their Axe body spray. Fire Axe body spray, Instagram, at Austin <laughs> But in all seriousness, it's a powerful, it's a powerful picture, and and there's some truth to be to be told there. Your life is a mist, but when you get behind God, it actually becomes very, very powerful. But anyways, James, he says you're a mist. Track with us. He says you're a mist. The point is, as quickly as you appear, you disappear. Now we have hope in Christ in the resurrection, which is another sermon. But Psalm 39:5 also says this: You have made my days a mere handbreadth. That's the width of your pinky to your thumb. Mere hand breath. Short is the point. You've made my days short. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. So remember, in this, he's talking to people who've centered their lives around verse 13. Read verse 13 again. Today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there, trade, and make a profit. So these people, this was the best plan that these people could come up with. This was the greatest goal that they had set. Spend a year, carry on business, make money. That was their highest ambition. Guys, what is your highest ambition? This, this, I hope this is convicting for you because a lot of you, your highest ambition is not much different than what we're seeing here. And you need to know, the point that James is trying to make is we are created to have higher ambitions than that based on our higher understanding of what our life is. It's a mist, but it can be powerful if we get behind God. And little plug here, we're studying Colossians on Sundays. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, which speaks totally uh, to this. So, anyways, all right, we got to move on. Verse 15. <clears throat> well, first of all, your life is a mist. That's the first thing he says. Second thing he says, so if you're writing stuff down, here you go. Second thing he says is not only is your life a mist, but your life is a mission. By the way, there's only two things that we're pointing out here. So, your life is a mission. So verse 15, let's read it. James says, instead, you ought to say, so instead of making all these plans, he says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. He says, instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, then we will live and do this or that. Now, when you hear that statement, everything hinges on that word, if. And the word, if, I mean, read it again. That word, if, is under the total control of God's will. So he's saying, if the Lord wills, we will live. Another way to say that is this. The duration 
of our lives is in God's hands. It's up to him. Now, that's a pretty significant truth, especially in these days. If the Lord wills, we will live. The duration of our lives is in God's hands. But then you read the second thing he says. If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. The direction of our lives is in God's hands. It's up to him. So the duration of our lives, you like that alliteration? That's good. Hopefully it helps you remember it. The duration of our lives is in God's hands. The direction of our lives is in God's hands, which leads to a great question. And really it's the question he wants us to ask. James wants us to ask, what, what is God's will for your life? Like that's the question that we need to be asking. What is God's will for my life? When, when did you start asking that question? What is God's will for my life? I mean, have you started asking that question? Like, what is <coughs> probably God's in will college. For probably in college. Asking, oh my gosh, I'm out of my parents' home. Now what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I going to amount to? All those things. Probably. Now at that point, you're asking, what is, what do you, like, what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. But when did you start asking, what is God's will for my life? There's a oh, significant yeah, yeah, yeah. difference. Sometime in college. Sometime in college. This is a, it's, it's a really significant moment in your life when you come to the place of asking, what is God's what is God's will for my life? And you need to know this. It's not, how is he going to make me great? If you're asking that question, you're not going to find the answer. The question instead is, how is he going to use me so that others can see that he is great? So, real quick, let's wrap it up. Verse 16, he says, As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. So, Zach, sum those up for us. Last two verses. Yeah, well, really, when I look at the entire passage as a whole, it's so funny. You're like, man, is he just saying, like, we should say, if the Lord wills, after everything we do, like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom, if the Lord wills, or hey, I'm going to the grocery store, the if Lord the Lord wills. wills. <laughs> it seems like, is that what he's asking? But the reality is, what James is getting at is, it's a heart issue, okay? The reality is, it's a heart issue underneath, okay? That we can make these plans and you can go and do these things, but if you're not taking God into consideration, like what is God's will for your life? Uh, it is sin. And he says you're arrogant and evil, okay? And he wants us to know that, hey, your life's a mist, man, okay? You have to take in consideration that God is in control, that your life is a mist, and if you're a believer, your life is a mission. So bring that even further down to earth for them. Like what's some practical application what are some tangible i mean our mission is to help people take the next step of jesus what's some tangible next steps yeah there's there's probably a few things that you can do as a result of this and what's happening around the world the first is uh, if you're a believer uh, we should trust that god is in control okay he knows the news before it happens okay he knows the virus better than any doctor ever okay god knows what is going to happen and so we can trust him uh, as you go home Okay, as you're taking classes online, trust that God's in control and can use this in a big way. Okay, it's not you're not losing some months of school or some time at salt or time with your friends. You can leverage this in a really big way. Uh, and then the second thing I would say is, as believers, uh, you should use this time as a light uh, in the world. Okay, a light of peace and hope in a world that doesn't have it. Okay, God is uh, sending you home uh, on purpose. Okay, uh, it's not a coincidence. Okay, God is sending you home. Uh, to be with your family and your friends, people who probably don't know Jesus. And my encouragement for you is to leverage that. Okay, share the gospel 
with your family, your old high school friends. Tell them what God has done in your life, even this year for many of you. Uh, and then third, uh, don't waste this time, okay? Read God's Word. Study God's Word. Get into God's Word until it gets into you, okay? Share the gospel with people. Spend time praying. Build community. Jump into a connection group. Many of you, maybe you, you come to Salt on Thursday night, but you don't come to connection group, and you're like, well, I'm not going to get anything. Well, join a connection group online. There's so many ways that we can try to build community. So those are some practical things that I would say uh, going forward from here. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's, um, we're not, we're not done. We, um, we're close, but let, let's pray. And then, um, I don't know if there's any questions that have come through, but, um, we'll, we'll pray and yeah, sweet opportunity here guys. And I, I, yeah, interesting time, but excited to see how God works through this. So let me pray for us. Lord, we are, uh, just so humbled as we sit here in this moment and in so many ways still processing everything. Um, Lord, I feel like the past few days in so many ways has really just brought to the surface how small we are and how big you are. And we're so thankful for the, for the truth, for the promises that you've given us that we can grip onto with white knuckled fists in seasons like this of uncertainty seasons like this where I mean there's just it's it's just crazy honestly what's what's happening and I know we all have so many questions even about what's happening and um, but God we have the promises of you being in control we even see ways already that you've shown us that like you've given us little glimpses into the reality that you knew this was coming and that gives us courage um, as we look ahead because you know what's coming. And I even just pray, would you help us to make decisions now based on the wisdom that only comes from you, um, uh, which comes from the fact that you know everything that's going to happen tomorrow and 10 years from now. Um, God, ultimately our hope is in the resurrection of your son. Um, by your grace through faith in what Jesus did on the cross, dying for our sins, we can be saved. And through his resurrection, we are we see this clear picture of the hope that we have. Um, that one day, we too um, are going to be resurrected and um, walk in this new life. Christ's resurrected life through faith has become our life. And, and so for that reason, like we, we don't fear in these moments. Um, but we anticipate, what are you doing? And we also see the responsibility that we have as believers to stand in the gap for so many people that don't know you and have legitimate needs. And um, so Lord, I pray that we would, by your grace, um, by your power, be able to effectively um, be the light that you've called us to be uh, in, a, in the moments like this. And I just even now as I'm praying, I'm just getting this image of Acts 2. Um, that Pentecost moment where you brought all these people into Jerusalem where they would all hear the gospel, but these were people who were there for the Pentecost festival. They'd come from all over the world. And and then right after Pentecost and hearing the gospel coming to faith, they went back home. They scattered all over and immediately the gospel spread. And I just think, what has just happened here? I mean, these students have gone back home and scattered all over the state. And, um, man, the opportunity that is there. 
for the gospel to spread. Um, so Lord, would you use this season? Would you use this time? And we ask all that in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, if we don't have any questions, no questions on there. No, no questions. Um, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Again, Austin, this Sunday, is going to talk a lot more about uh, how to view the coronavirus and what's happening uh, with a gospel lens. And so if you can, tune in at the Commons Church Facebook page uh, for that. Uh, just final reminders, uh, if you missed at the beginning, we talked a little bit about what Salt Company is going to do going forward. Uh, our plan as of right now is for Thursday nights to look a lot like this, okay? Until the university allows us back on campus and invites students back, uh, we'll probably be doing Facebook Live. Uh, connection groups will still meet. Uh, if you're in town, we'll try to gather, but if not, we're gonna do Google Hangout, uh, kinda like a FaceTime for the entire group. Um, apply to be a leader, okay? Those are online at saltmsu.org. We would love to have a lot of you apply to be a leader. Uh, and come and join us. Uh, and then after, I mean, we'll send out new updates uh, about Salt Company going forward and about our church. And so uh, that's all I got. Uh, hey, we, we want to invite you to join us Sunday. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll host it through the Commons Church's Facebook page. So make sure to, to like that, follow it. I don't know what you have to do to get notified when we go live. But we'll go live same time we always have church, 1030 a.m. And um, like you said, we'll be talking more about viewing everything in a gospel lens and hopefully we'll also continue our series in Colossians because um, I'm really excited about that text too. Guys, we love you. Drake, Carly, and I are here for you. Reach out uh, if you need anything. But other than that, uh, enjoy uh, the break, kind of. Thanks, guys.